welcome back to another episode of the Britico. Guys, this is unprecedented. I have a man on the podcast. <laughs> welcome, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, say hi. Wait, wait till you tell everyone how we met. Say, say, focus. That's not what the podcast is about. Now you're going to make it sound. Now you've already made it sound weird. Just, just say hi. Hello, everybody. Oh my Daniel. god. <laughs> so, um. This episode, we'll be touching on a tiny bit of, I guess, faith and church and religion and whatnot. Um, I say that saying I honestly could dedicate a whole season because there is so much. I have so many thoughts and feelings and opinions on lots of stuff um, around this, but I kind of want to focus it on a much more kind of personal level, I guess is the best way to say it. Mm. Um. And so I guess what I want to concentrate on really is, or start with, is um, I I would say I'm someone of faith, um, but obviously still just trying to live my best life, (laughs) which can be a struggle sometimes, I guess. Um, Daniel, as a pastor's son. (laughs) Uh, You know, that, that, that right there as well. It's funny you leave with that, because that label in itself, you know, is one that I've never liked. It just carries this responsibility and weight. And being an an African Nigerian Yoruba (laughs) son, first son, pastor's son, carries with it so much weight. Who is the weight coming from? Is that coming from people, parents, church, or...? Is that your own um, convictions? I say largely cultural, you know, um, because okay. you know, there are times when my dad would say something like, <clears throat> remember who son you are. Oh, yeah, they love that. You know, or like, remember the house you come from. Mm. And boy, my dad knows half the things I've done. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast episode then. Don't uh, I'm joking. I'm not going to really draw you out like that. But um, but also, you know, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting title as well because you know when you read through the scriptures and you look at all the priests' sons or judges' sons, pretty much none of them turned out right. <laughs> I'm saying, like, honestly, like, yeah. I remember, I remember talking about this with another pastor son, mm. and we were even comparing, pastor son like, support group. Maybe it's just at one point. <laughs> PK support. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, you know, even looking at our peer group of pastors' kids, a lot of pastors' kids even now don't turn out okay. They mm. go off. They go off on the deep end. Do you think that's? Okay, but you think that pressure is more cultural, though, than for church? Me, for me, but also when you, look at, when you look at scriptures, you see that pressure there. It exists, you know. Mm. Um, Eli's sons don't do well. Even David's sons really don't do that great. Um, the prophet's sons, you know, um, Aaron's son didn't do, didn't do that great. Um, a lot of the sons tend to become corrupt and proud 
Well, I'm just going to uh, enter there. Um, and just obviously, it's not like the scripture is great at talking about this. But I think for me, although not a quote, not a son, I do think there was just a. I think it kind of goes back to the pressure on the eldest child generally. Mm. And I think as, I think there's a cultural pressure anyway. But then I think, yes, when you're in the church and you're expected to live a certain way. And mm-hmm. actually one thing, because we're going to move on in a bit, but one of the other things actually would be interesting to ask you as we're currently on this topic is, is there almost uh, So in my experience, I see pastors' kids go two ways. Mm-hmm. They either are just like, cool, but nah, like I'm doing me. I'm going to live my best life. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want. But then you yeah. have other people who like really toe the line. Yeah. Would you agree with that assessment or not really? Or is that like too black and white? I found myself in the middle. In the middle, did you say? But I found myself in the middle because. And what does I, that look I've like? Always, oh, well, you know better than most, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But. but but, well, for the people that don't know, at least, well, give some. Not, like, no, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. You know, say, oh, I've done this. I've done that. Yeah, I just no, mean. Yeah. I mean, as in. I, I know what you mean. I know. What you, it's yeah. Like, for example, I've always been a skeptical child, and I've always been. Why? Why did this happen? Did this really happen? Why? Why should I believe this happened? And um, thankfully, I've had friends who indulge questions and don't mind questions and this year for me has been a year of like theology 101 i've been just diving deep into who wrote the bible what narrative is this from what um theology does this ascribe to i've been listening to like catholic priests anglican priests jewish rabbis i've been and i find that depth really interesting and i find that really interesting and for me, I've reached a place of understanding where nothing can shake my faith in God's love for me. That nothing, that, that is permanent, that is rock solid. But everything else is up for discussion. What <laughs> you do know, you mean I, everything else? Oh, as in like, uh, what in that looks theology, look like, like in practical. Oh, okay. Yeah, like for example, I was, you know, I was debating, I was debating whether Adam and Eve's an interesting with mum and dad the other day. I'm sure that was fun. Yeah, I threw that over dinner, over at Ebana Goose. Boy, that was heavy. heavy yeah. Heavy. So, heavy kind of on that topic, so something that I found really um, interesting is it's kind of related to what you said about this kind of like living in the middle, being a skeptical child, asking those questions. And that's something that I've also always done. And again, like, I've been lucky enough to have parents who allow me have always allowed me to ask questions and you know so on and so forth but it's quite interesting because I see a shift right in when you're kind of in secondary school asking those questions even maybe to an extent uni because you're mm-hmm. like living away from home for the first time for most people you know experiencing new like having your experience so on and so forth but I find that the older you get, the less um, in they want to indulge you less. I find yeah. that it's kind of like yes. at this yeah. point, you still don't get yeah. it. And yes. the main reason I really wanted to have this discussion is because I really wanted 
what I wanted to focus on today when it comes to kind of faith and church and religion and all of that is um actually how isolating it can be when you're still that person because what happens or at least in my experience I'll talk to like my circle of friends Mm -hmm. I either have people who have become way more let's say entrenched in the church Mm -hmm. and that's not I'm not saying that in a bad way I'm just saying it is what it is right yeah yeah um then you have people going the other way and being like that religion thing you're still on that sucker you know um I find myself in the middle so I find myself sometimes being really defensive of it and being like Mm -hmm. no there's a space for it and then Mm -hmm. on the flip side also being really cynical and being like you can't just believe everything they say just because they say it you have to ask questions um but I find that space really really isolating and I feel like we don't talk about that much we don't talk about it enough especially with age because I think yeah when you're quote-unquote younger um and it's weird saying that because I'm like I've literally only lived about a quarter of my life (laughs) um but when you're younger that's fine but yeah, yeah, as you get older, I find that it's really isolating and actually it's really, really difficult to find people yeah. in that space. I'm lucky that I have, you know, a couple and that really helps. Um, and the other interesting thing, and it's something that really frustrates me is, um, and I think this is a cultural thing where it's, uh, you're almost, I don't want to say criticised, but I'm, that's the word that I'm, that's the only word I can think of right now for you know using quote-unquote intellectualism when it comes to these things Mm, so i found a lot of it is like oh it's good but you know almost like because i ask questions and i'm like all evidence or maybe i do become quite i don't even think i am but for other people i'm becoming quite intellectual about it it's like i'm losing my uh, ability to think beyond what i can see and stuff and i'm like that is not what it is but if i have real questions and you're not going to give me answers and i'm not getting those answers anywhere it doesn't shift me believing but it yeah. does shift how I relate yeah. so I say all of that to be like thoughts <laughs> yeah yeah oh man but there's so much to unpack there you know yeah I know <laughs> um, first thing that comes to mind is when God says to Jeremiah come and reason with me and that has always been like my go-to like God is not afraid of my question mm, people are Number one, people are. And number two, it's like, there's so much mystery in the Bible. Mm. And it's human nature to want to find certainty. We want black and white. We want, it, it, it helps us keep order in society and therefore church or any religion, you know, and, 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 it's okay to be uncertain. Mm. That, that's been like my theme for like last year. You know, it's okay to not be biased about mm. something or about a particular topic. You know, and you say it's isolating, but here we are. We have very similar patterns and thoughts about the issue. And there are millions of us. <laughs> and, you know, Church is about community. So this is church. We are, in one way, having church right now. We are debating God in our lives and how we should manifest that day to day and what we really believe and how we should believe it. And 
there's for me I, i'm beginning to find joy in that there's so much discrepancy you know and it's okay it's fine mm. we don't have to believe things in the same way but let's let's find joy in discussing it and creating it and mm. finding a way it's interesting and this might not be true it could just be my perception but i think you've always been really good at that whereas i think that i've always done it but always felt guilty for it whereas i feel like you've always just been like yeah it is just it is what it is like yeah that's fine (laughs) whereas i think i'm only just getting into that um getting into that place where i'm like i can own that because i had i mean people say that i'm gonna say this to justify my position but i had this thought you know when people like you know people always like to kind of say what people you know christianese like there's just certain things christians Mm -hmm. say to like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things you know is like God. Anyway, I'm I'm not gonna. Sorry, now I'm gonna go. I'm trying not to go on a tangent about scripture and like my beliefs and what certain yeah. words mean. But um, you know, kind of like God created created us in um His image or our image. Check your Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but and that is actually something that I've held on to that I've been like, yeah, like I've been this is who I am and I shouldn't feel guilty. And for the yeah. 10, for the nine out of 10 people who are happy to just be like, this is what it is, whether mm-hmm. that is like, I believe absolutely every single word is exactly how, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like it's all real, exactly how it's written. There are no metaphors yeah. or parables or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To the other people who are like, don't believe in anything. I'm yeah. like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm starting to feel comfortable um, sitting in that space in a personal capacity. Where I struggle is now trying to bring that into a church space. Because you're never going to find a church that you completely agree with, and if you do, you probably shouldn't be there. (laughs) Interesting. Because you'll ruin it. (laughs) Ruin it how? Because you'll, you'll, because you know, there's no such thing as a perfect church. No, I. I, No, I. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, but so I'm not saying that I also agree there is no perfect church because church is made up of people and there are no perfect people. But I'm just saying I don't think that the church makes space for, um, makes space for that person. And to the, and because the church is made up of people, like I've also seen that, um, I've also seen that kind of start to affect certain friendships I have where it's just like, I I can't. We're you. just in such different spaces. And it's so funny because I feel like I'm very, like... Open-minded. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to be quite, like... I'm, I don't think I'm that radical when it comes to certain things, like, when it comes to faith. Yeah. Like, some of my questions, I'm like, is it really that radical? But I, I yeah. have spoken to certain friends in the past that's made me feel literally, like, the biggest sinner, like, ever. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, I think I'm such, like... I don't know. And when I say that, not in a, oh, I feel really bad, but it feels weird because I'm like, really? Like, and that's where that guilt has normally set in. Yeah. Whereas now yeah. I think I'm just like, yeah, um, I'm okay kind of sitting that in a personal space, but I think the church isn't great at making space for that person. I think they say they are, and I think they make space in a superficial sense. Like they'll have, mm. you know, I'm just using this as an example. I'm not saying this is superficial, but you know, like you do the alpha courses where people can come and ask questions and you have like this connect group, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's kind of like 
again, like will appease you for a while, but then after a certain point, it's like, really? Like you're still asking this question? Yeah. And I think that's something that, um, you know, I, I, I struggle with. And I think part of me wanting to do this episode is actually just like to put it out there to be like, if there is anyone else who feels lost, let's have our own, the middle ground people, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> our own little group or just the church yeah. just for us. Someone can set it up. I'll go. You know, um, the first thing is um, the reason why I've become a lot more comfortable with it is because I feel like I've said this already, but God loves me. Nobody else, nobody can tell me anything different. Like nothing can shake that for me. That is so foundational. And that gives people, me so much freedom in, in how I read and how I meditate. Some people could argue that's a cop-out answer and you're using that to justify your actions. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I understand that. I, Obviously, I, I'm not saying yeah. I agree with that, but I'm no, just yeah, saying. No, I understand. But... I understand why they would say that, and yeah, they they could be valid in in some of the reasons they give, and and I feel like a lot of people are not comfortable diving deep because you know truth has so many layers to it, mm. and you know we now live in an age where our institutions are constantly being questioned, whether it's the papacy, banks, <laughs> fossil fuel industry, governments, everything has mm. been questioned by our generation. And, you know, I feel like people, I never like using the term church, because church not? is just, it's not, it's just such of a, it, you might as well also say society, it's like when people say society to blame society for everything. It doesn't mean it's just people. It's yeah, just people. but it's still church. <laughs> Whether it's just people or not, it's still. I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying from a personal, like from a personal kind of, like your personal opinion about mm. why we should focus more on the people side, but it is still church. The way like a bank is a bank made up of people, churches made up of people, mm. a mosque is made up of people, a synagogue is made up of people. But I think we've lost, I do agree. I think the thing with church is like, church has become the institution, not what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As in like, you think of the institution, I understand why that yeah. is. But actually, if you were to get yeah. to the core of it, it was where two or more are gathered. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, was, I was having a debate with my dad the other day. I was like, <laughs> I said to him, the Jesus I read, the Jesus I read in Luke and it's possible going down to the pub and having a few drinks with people and <laughs> hang out with them. You said that to your debate. you said that to your uh, pastor, yeah. <laughs> nice. How did that go down? Uh, not very well. <laughs> but you know, that different in opinion is just for me. It's fine. And do you find you know? it important to actually have those conversations? Because I feel like there are certain there are certain things that I believe now. And they might change, but I don't even find, I don't even have the energy to even have that conversation anymore because I get you. I'm like, you are going to say that I'm in the wrong and, mm. you know, the spirit mm. has spoken to you. Yeah, because yeah. Apparently some people have a monopoly on how God speaks uh -huh. to them. Won't uh -huh. get into that right now. But, yeah. you know, it's like, I think it's, I think it's actually nice to hear that you're having those conversations with your dad. Like, obviously, yeah despite the fact of like the position he holds and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And that obviously, even where you disagree, he's still happy to kind of engage in the conversation. 
I wouldn't say happy, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, happy or not, you still feel comfortable to write. I think the fact that you feel comfortable to say it says something about, even if you know he's going to yeah. disagree, it says something about your relationship. That's just me outside yeah. looking in. Yeah, I mean, it can bring clashes as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm sure. It can bring uh, clashes, but, you know, there's different layers to truth. Mm. You know, there's the concrete, there's the abstract, there's the literal, there's the oracle. And, and you know, it's fine. Some people are comfortable with the literal and they take it as it is. Mm. And that's fine. That's okay. You know, if that works for you, great. <laughs> Wonderful. You sound so genuine right now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, but for me, it's, it's gone to the case where I'm like, hmm, what is the context of this parable? What is the narrative in which it was written? Who wrote it? A man? Who wrote it? Why did he write it this way? You know, why did this story come before this one? You know, um, what what is Luke trying to say about, you know, the star and the trough and why the Magi's came to the manger? Why is that there in that order? Why is it not in this book? In why is it not in this other um, gospel? Like, you know, these other, I find that diving deep into it so rich and so interesting. It's, and there's just a lifetime of there are millions of books and theologies and I have a book um, who wrote the Bible by this guy called Friedman and it looks at Genesis 1 and 2 and literally I've been reading it for like 100 pages and it's talking about Genesis 1 and 2 and about the two creation stories and how Israel and Judah split and one side wrote a story and one side wrote a story and they merged them together and Oh, Moses definitely couldn't have written the first five books because, <laughs> you know, it ends with Moses was the most humble man on earth. The most humble man on earth would not write that, you know. It's just so... Did your dad know you're reading that? that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And again, that's why, I mean, we've had many a conversation about this kind of stuff. So that's why yeah. I was like, let me break pattern and have a man on the podcast. No, I'm joking. I've been trying to get a guy on the podcast for a while. You were the one that was brave enough to do it first. Breaking, um, breaking the ceiling. Yeah. And the ironic thing is, actually, I don't know if it's ironic, but this is actually quite an easy topic for you. Like in a sense of I'm like, oh, I brought a guy on, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, there are other topics that I'm trying to delve in. Don't know how many guys would be <laughs> that comfortable to do that. Yeah. But um, anyway, sorry, back on track. Um, we were talking about church and like institution and stuff. Um, and I hadn't been to church in a minute. And I went, so the brief background for people who don't know is like, I basically have had experience in black church, black church, white church and diverse church. Or to say that the church has a massive race problem. So black church from obviously being in London, white church from being in Exeter and diverse church. For, um, when I came back to London and it was like, you see this African church thing, I'm not on it anymore. Um, but the interesting thing is I hadn't been in ages. And then I went to, I went to black church. I'm not trying to like bait out the church that I went to. Um <laughs> But no, no, all this is, it's going to be good. <laughs> Where I'm going is, I'm going to land. Um, all to say that the interesting thing is, I have my reasons for leaving 
predominantly black churches. Yet at the same time, when it comes to church, it's weird how it's one of the one of the most, I think, actual painful and harmful places to be. But then at the same time, one of the safest places to be as a black person who wants to worship. And it's just, just and I think especially when I compare to other churches I've been, one, like I mm-hmm. said, because the church, at least I'll speak for, you know, the UK, has a mm-hmm. massive race issue that nobody wants mm-hmm. to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. shocking. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, obviously, I I can't lie. The main thing for me is like choir, because yeah. the church again. This one, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to draw out any churches. This is all me just talking about my what I personally like, what personally appeals to me. Okay, <laughs> this is why I mentioned you know, all the names from this have been removed. I don't want anyone suing or coming after me. <laughs> but it's like choir. Mm. Nothing compares mm-hmm. to going to black church when it comes to yeah. worship. Yeah, like there is some there is something that the voices do it's spiritual, when it? it's i go spiritual. anywhere yeah. that's not black church mm. my god like to the point i started going to church late just so i can miss worship because it was that dry anyway, <laughs> this is really bad do you know what i'm not like, anyway luckily i don't talk about it so no one is gonna be like what church is it nobody asked me because i'm not gonna tell you if you know you know yeah. if you don't you don't um but at the same time, the reason why I do think it's really harmful is because, you know, minus I'm not going to go into the, all the things that happen in churches, like kind of like trauma and all of that. But I mean, mm. just from like dogma and like doctrine mm-hmm. and how, mm-hmm. you know, especially as a woman, you know, earlier you started talking about, you know, as an eldest, you're blah, 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 like taking all of that and being a woman in black church, mm. where when I say the, they are perfect at mixing scripture and culture that mm-hmm, I can't tell mm-hmm. which switch that I'm like yeah. sometimes I'm like mm, read the next verse yeah like yeah. I was you know I think I said this maybe in like first ever episode of the podcast when we we're talking about family and it you know older generation always love weeding up either you know spare the rod and spoil the child or mm. you know obey your mother and father yeah, yeah, yeah. but never ever want to talk about uh but don't make your kids angry yeah, I'm like, yeah. you forgot about yeah. that part that comes afterwards. Yeah. Um, but again, I think just your personal experience and then maybe kind of that added layer of being a pastor's kid, like kind of what mm. are your opinions on that, if any? Well, let's zoom out, right? Mm. Especially in England. Especially in this current political climate. Especially with the world's feeling like it's pulling apart. When you've worked with white people nine to five, Monday to Friday. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm being serious. No, it's like, true. The black church is a then, sanctuary. It's a safe space. You know. You can turn off. Sometimes you don't realize what a mask you've got on until Sunday morning when you pull down that mask. And yeah. You don't even, you don't even, it's just like, oh. And, and that's why I say churches people, churches community and when we say the black church, a lot of the black church in England, for example, is made up of first gen immigrants. Mm. First gen, we are we are children of first gen immigrants, and it's mm. like you want them after all they see in the media about them being this, them being that. Them be, you then want them, the minority, to go out and be the be the test bed for white churches. Mm. No, like it's tough. You know, you, you know how many aunties and uncles I see here who are sending money back 
to, to people in Nigeria. They're working crazy hours. And then you want them to then on Sunday morning as well, go ask the same white people. Uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh. Come on. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's tough. Yeah. And I, and I, I get it. Yeah. I and I think it. that's a big thing that I'm thinking of, like having not been in ages and being like, there is a way you can, it's, and this is what I mean. It's just a weird thing because there's a way you can be where you can just let go and like just mm. be black and not think yeah. about it. Yeah. But then at the same time, church is also a performance. And so on the flip side, it's like, I think there's a way where you can be free, but you're also like, you know, from what are you wearing? How you dress? Have you make sure you put that extra, bu- you've buttoned that extra button? Like, God forbid you, you know, tempt a man. Um, you know, it's just, it's a weird. In that respect, it's something I can't relate to because I'm not a woman. Um, gonna... My sister, okay. I've talked about it with my sister. Mm. And yeah, it's very different. Yeah. For men and women, for yeah. Black, I, th- I agree. Women. I think from a race perspective, like, and that's what I mean like it's both safe and not from a race perspective I think it's very safe but from a gender perspective and I say gender not women actually because I think obviously there's a woman's side where it's just like you know modesty and all of that and like the pressure that's put on but then I think a lot of men or should I say like young boys are harmed in the church but it's never spoken about and we know the stories right so it's just it's just weird it's just like it can be so safe and that's why people keep going and it yeah. deepens their faith. And then the other flip side where people are like, this is the most harmful place to be. But nothing has be. changed, you know. You know, in the, in, in the Bible that we read, like Corinthians, Ephesians, these guys were messed up too. The church has been messed up from the very beginning. You know? <laughs> Yay! Like, Everyone keep going. Like, <laughs> what? Like, you know, you had people sleeping with their stepmothers in church and having multiple wives. Right from the get-go, right from the get-go, like Jesus had just died like fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Sorry, I should not be laughing at that. I'm not laughing at that. It's, it's just it the funny. way you said it. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's funny. It's like people have always been broken, mm. and 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 that's why we meet the to because we believe in this savior that mends us. Yeah, I think it's just. You know, I think this is why, like, when I meet people, especially kind of on this topic, like, when I meet people who get it, I can relate to, and that's not saying everyone who believes what I do. Like, I do have, you know, one or two friends who are way more kind of entrenched in the church and faith and religion, like, all of that. Mm. But I think, like, just having a few people, you know, I think it helps, but I just, and I, and the reason I say that is because, like, you know, for a long time, I think I've always struggled with church anyway for reasons um but yeah I think I just like really want the church to kind of recognize that and make space because that's why you see attendance dropping like that's Mm -hmm. why like our generation isn't really about it yeah because the church has failed to address certain questions and has failed has failed people Mm -hmm in my opinion but I have a very like specific that's why I said when it comes to um the church like I have oh not church like when it comes to faith that's why I was like I literally could do a whole season just on it because there are so many different like levels um to it for me but um 
yeah, I just thought, you know, just as a tip of the iceberg would be good to kind of just start with this and get you on it to to talk about, really. More and more, we have to create those spaces for ourselves. I mean, this right here is church. This is, we are having church right now. You know, is God not present in this, in this discussion? Some people will say, no, we're doing we're heretics. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I should not be laughing. I'm laughing too hard at this. No, it, it is funny because, you know, some people will say that. Mm. You know? And, you know, there is, there is an arrogance in use. And I'm, I'm careful about it because it's not everything I believe now that I'll believe in 50 years time. Same, but and it shouldn't. And yeah. it shouldn't. And I think we have to, you know, because sometimes I just think, oh, like, I've started doing this podcast on the internet for people to hear and wheel up. <laughs> you know, even like if I look at last season, like someone can wheel up an episode and say, you said this. But yeah. I also just, you know, it's on record. Yeah. Um, and if I change my mind, that might not yeah. be on record, but I'm like, do you know mm. what? I'm giving my space to live life and have experiences. Yeah. yeah. Um, we yeah. evolve. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we should evolve in faith as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to end it there. That oh, yeah? felt like a really quick. It did. What time was yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. There's like, but like I said, it's just the beginning. Maybe I will actually think about doing that, doing like a, a season on on different topics and just make it like super thematic i'm not sure yet but um mm. before we leave you may thank know. you for having me yeah thank you for coming on really appreciate it yeah. um, such a pleasure. i always ask my guests mm-hmm. what's one thing you would tell your younger self whether it's related to the actual topic or just anything generally mm. one of my biggest lessons i don't know year in review, decade in review, and I wish I learned how to speak to myself with kindness earlier on. Mm. Because that is just so important. Speak to yourself with kindness. Yay. I'm going to end it there. There's nothing I can say to follow yeah. that up. But Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thanks, Mo. Yeah, maybe I'll bring you back for this potential thematic season. Oh, man. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Ciao.